the Movie Hour, episode 165, January 5th, 2012. Spoiler alert, everybody. And then just a heads up, we do swear quite a bit. Just a little. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to tonight's very, very special episode, the Jude Law Win, Loser, Draw Movie Hour. You might be asking yourself why it's so special, this episode of ours. It's uh, it's because you're here, and I'm here. I'm Greg Maloney, the host of this uh, special show, and we have other special people here as well. My brother, James, and everyone's favorite hookup, Jeff. Welcome back, gentlemen. I like tacos. I like tacos. When you say hookup, do you mean like casual sex, or do you mean drug trafficking? Um, yes. A little bit. <laughs> okay. Jeff, you're a man that can get things done one way or the other. Jeff will, uh, Jeff will grit his teeth and take care of business. That's, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fantastic uh, couple of weeks, as you guys uh, may, have, may have realized or heard. We were in Colorado, uh, James and I, last week. We actually made a road trip back in a recreational vehicle. It was uh, It was an adventure, to say the least. Yeah, three wheeler. Yeah, three three wheeler, <laughs> three three wheeler RV. Uh, a lot like uh, a lot like Tango and Cash is pretty much how how it worked out. But <laughs> this is not the first time you've described your life in terms of Tango and Cash. <laughs> Won't be the last. But there were. Uh, I want to throw out a couple of thanks to uh, Michelle and Dan, friends of the show, and obviously she uh, guest hosted last last week. Great great time out there, and uh, I, hopefully we can do it again s- uh, soon. And uh, yeah, thank you for everybody for the support. It's been a huge Christmas holiday year. I actually uh, barely survived uh, New Year's Eve, and I uh, I'm here today to to tell the story of how I uh, woke up and didn't didn't uh, die from alcohol poisoning. So that's that. Um, James, do you have a fantastic New Year? <laughs> thank you, Jeff. James, do you have a fantastic New Year? I did absolutely nothing. That's awesome. It was nice. <laughs> it, went, it went according to plan. <laughs> How about you, Jeff? Got something, um, something sweet. You were in New York actually, after all. Yeah, I was in New York, and I had actually hit the uh, hit the town pretty hard the last couple of nights um, with uh, listener Kid Genius and his listener wife uh, Melissa, and uh, <laughs> well, and so we were we were all feeling a little. Uh, taxed on new year's and so i don't know what they went off and did but we um are on new year's eve but my fiance and i stayed in may uh we went out actually to a uh to a fairly nice dinner and then we came back home and like turned on the tv and relaxed i did something kind of important though i uh went on went on to everybody's favorite free streaming site and uh watched die hard your favorite free streaming was that that's his first Hulu? viewing. Uh, Netflix. 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 Okay, interesting. So you finally caught Die Hard. So yeah, finally you and, you and your fiance. Was it her first viewing too? Yeah. yeah no yeah. way. I don't believe it. Two yeah, people wow. in the same room that haven't seen Die Hard before. Yeah. Crazy. Turn it on. Okay. All right. So what do you think? I mean, it was it was pretty good. I see why people like it. Um, you know, Alan Rickman's awesome. In it. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously I, I, by far the best scene in the entire movie is when that sleazy guy comes in. He goes, "Hans, Booby, Booby, I'm your white knight." <laughs> I, I just, that guy I was awesome. I couldn't control myself. I thought that was so cool. Um, but no, I, I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I can definitely see why why it gets the the rep it does. It's like a quintessential action movie. Like yeah, be like. It's yeah, very cool movie. 
you were, uh, I think you were making jokes about like how people from California and the business talk a while ago. And I immediately thought of that guy when you said it, like when he's out in LA and he's just talking all smooth about how everyone's his friend and how he's doing Coke and just, just <laughs> hilarious. That's what I'll, I'll, everybody boobie. from LA does that, by the way. I don't know. Yeah. I just want to point that out. But uh, and they refer to each other as booby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, um, they're actually a couple other new year's stories without uh, wasting too much time. There were, there were a couple things. 2812, by the way, is the year. And it's actually a pretty big step for us because, um, we're all going to die this year. Well, that's the thing. People at the studio, as Jim James knows, and Jeff, you'll see it soon. There are two things, two giant things on the wall in the studio. There's one board that is the over under on the end of the civilization as we know it, which by the way is 2013. So this is the year for everybody like that wants to be in the black. We need it to end ASAP. So for anybody that's got their money on this year, it, we're running out of time. The, yes. other, the other board, of course, is what's your favorite movie, The Mummy or Mummy Returns, and that's also a uh, an ongoing fight. We'll see which actually I'm wins. I'm surprised out. Mummy Returns is ahead right now. It's kind of stupid. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a very very tough vote. Um, he's a, I want to hear more about the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> what is where, where does Akhmadinejad have his money down? Because that's where I'm putting mine. <laughs> oh it's a great question uh, but yeah um of course with the north korea situation everything everything's up in the air we'll see we'll right see. right that's gotten but, uh, a lot on top of uh everything being just upside down we've got the msu and u of m teams both winning their bowl games congratulations guys that was uh hilarious i wouldn't say they won them <laughs> the u of m didn't lose it i do have a story of the u of m game which uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw versus the MSU one. Awful. I ended up watching it on ESPN3, and I did not know what the outcome was yet. Watching it in OT, and U of M's up to take their final kick of the game, and scrolling across, like not even scrolling across, the lower third graphic immediately shows Michigan wins with final score. And then <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, it's not, it hasn't even kicked it yet. What's going on? And Sons of bitches. Uh, so it was uh, kind of unfortunate, but uh, it's kind of funny. ESPN 3 is awesome, by the way. I, I I don't mean to knock it any, but it's uh, anything that streams. I actually sports. use that quite a bit. It's fantastic. Streaming sports is rare. And I have normal TV. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so congratulations to those guys, and I guess this brings us uh, full circle to uh, the stories about me hurting myself. We'll skip that and uh, <laughs> move, on to, move on to more important things, and that's uh, the recent Jim's uh, girlfriend and huge, huge friend of the show, Salma Hayek, apparently was cool enough to be knighted recently in France. And but I'm uncool enough for it to be in France. Yeah, I've got a feeling uh, Sarkozy, or however he pronounce his, pronounces his name, I think he just wants to give Simon Hayek and knighted, you know, get get her knighted for you know obvious reasons. And uh, yeah, Jim, what don't do you we all? Don't yeah. we all? <laughs> I'm glad she got the the French knighted because everyone and their brother gets British knighted. No one cares about that anymore. <laughs> it's the new thing. Yeah, this is the new British knighthood. <laughs> they gave it to Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Hey, come on, leave. <laughs> Leave them alone. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of talk around the water cooler going around. There was uh, supposedly the writers are on board for a uh, horrible bosses two. James, that's a movie you caught, right? What do you what I do you did. think about that? You think the 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 crew can come back and just make money? Um, they're gonna need a whole new set of bosses, I think. Oh yeah, all the because they, I'm pretty sure they wrote everybody else out. So <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't know how else they're gonna do any of that. Maybe well, you know, that was part of the, the fun of it, though, was the, like the the bosses. I thought I think were were at least 
at least half the fun of the movie. So maybe yeah. it's sort of maybe that that's a good thing that they're not just going to try and rehash the same right. shit with the same characters. There are new horrible yeah. bosses. I'm rooting. I'm rooting that they become the horrible bosses and other people come and usurp them and get written out of the hmm. show. And then we have a never-ending just cycle. an ongoing. Yeah, it's like uh, it's always fresh. <laughs> it's like Saw Seven. After sure. a couple more years, I, I would like it to be in 3D this time. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. But uh, yeah, I uh, moving past the, the rumors, we should probably get to the, the meat of the show, the movie reviews. And well, before I, we do, I, I wanted to bring out a little treat, if we don't mind. Oh, a treat! Yeah, like, Treats. A, a treat! I like tacos. So yeah, we've been to the movies a couple times in the last couple weeks, and uh, been seeing some movie previews, and uh, it reminded me of uh, something I dug up while doing research for the family feud episode i saw the preview for battleship I'm like oh you know, god yeah exactly it's like oh okay, board god it's board, so... board game made into you know movie great idea and apparently uh, i didn't know this until doing my research for the family feud episode monopoly and Candyland ideas are being thrown around did you notice that at the beginning of it the beginning of the, <laughs> the beginning of what Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so at the beginning of that uh, of the trailer, um, yeah. they said by the by the company that brought you Transformers, yes. and they were talking about Mattel. <laughs> yeah. Hasbro, so, Hasbro, Hasbro, or Hasbro. Yeah, yeah. like not the <laughs> not the production company, <laughs> the toy company. Yeah, I, I did like, notice that. I thought that was well, Hasbro. Hilarious. I enjoy their work. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> from the company that's brought you plastics for the last. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What? <laughs> so. Apparently, you know, Monopoly and Candyland are in the in the works or being thrown around. So, I found when I was doing research for polls for the Family Feud, I found this poll where IMDb created these fake pitches about other board games and had the voters, you know, vote on them on you know which ones are the most likely. So I'll read you a little synopsis. I'll I'll leave out the the board game name and see if you can insert the board. Games. And we we can exclude Clue and other games that have already been created. Right, right. Yeah, these, as far as I know, have never been turned into. So. Good lord. Okay. Yeah. So I'll read them in reverse order from the voters' you know choice of less likely to most likely, basically. <laughs> All right. So here's the first synopsis. Hillary Swank crusades to spread worldwide awareness of the Chechen War in the movie Risk. Damn. Oh no! Sorry. Because that's the answer. It is sorry. Oh <laughs> shit! I was gonna guess sorry like before you even started talking. I should have went. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Love sorry. This standalone story set in the universe of Castaway finds Tom Hanks playing out his fate hand by hand. Hand by hand. Yeah. That's. It's uh. Hungry, hungry hippos. No. Uh, technically, this <laughs> one isn't a board game, so I'll give you a heads up on that. Euchre. Uh, no, the standalone story. Standalone. What the hell? I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Must be the, old people. The answer is solitaire. Solitaire. Oh, <clears throat> all right. Bitch. This one's a little better. This this one's also not technically a board game. Well, not at all a board game, but a, a children's game. <laughs> Kristen Stewart plays a blind college student trying to find her swim coach boyfriend in Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Yes. <laughs> we got one. All right, next one. Forensics expert Drew Barrymore follows a, a series of mysterious tiles that spell Wait. out trouble. Scrabble. Yes. Oh, I was. I thought it was going to be uh, Operation, because what was that first sentence of that? Like Forensics expert. Yeah. Oh, forensics expert. All right. 
Mark Wahlberg, Chris Evans, Common, and January Jones Common. team up to beat the house odds in uh, very good description. But. Uh, Dizzy Dizzy Dinosaur. <laughs> no. <laughs> the knockoff of Hungry Hungry Hip. Don't Wake Daddy. <laughs> the correct answer was Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Uh, All right. Dude, I fucking hate Yahtzee. In this movie... Jennifer Aniston and Ryan Reynolds negotiate the perils of a new relationship dot by color dot. Mastermind? Nope. Dude, I hated that game too. That was awful. That's awesome. What are you talking about? I'm just stupid. I'm retarded at Mastermind. <laughs> like, it's pretty much what it comes down to. Uh, the correct answer? Twister. Ah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Dot by J- color dot. Jake Gyllenhaal is a medical student with an undisclosed health disorder in the TV show Operation. Yes. Come on. <laughs> A virus in the Congo pits Jarrett Headland, Olivia <laughs> Wilde, and Oliver Platt against these creatures. Uh, hungry, hungry hippos. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Here's the top three. Ailing matriarch Ellen Burstyn tries to bring her kids, Kate Winslet, Julia Roberts, Zach Galifianakis, and Matt Damon, closer together in this movie. Chinese checkers. No. <laughs> don't know the answer connect four ah that's brilliant (laughs) in this movie christian bale is an eccentric inventor with a new contraption that could end the world mousetrap yes yes mousetrap and then the most plausible according to the fans in this movie russell crowe leads his red army against hugh jackman's blue army in the war-torn near future stratego yes nice (laughs) oh wow 32.9 percent of the vote of course, yeah. for sure. Because I hear Stratego and I go, I want to vote for that. <laughs> like if so. if Bush had said Stratego instead of Strategery, I would I would want him still to be president. If he says Stratego instead of Mission Accomplished, everybody would have been like, Yeah, <laughs> Stratego. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's um, it's gonna be a, the Battleship trailer looks awful. The good news is, like, have you guys seen? Do you guys finally see the new Batman movie trailer? Did you see that then? Uh, I have seen like the teaser, not real trailer yet. Okay, um, I'm surprised you hadn't seen it between Sherlock Holmes and Mission Impossible. I figured. It was... Yeah, it, they played. I it mean, I've seen Holmes. the scene where he's in his bed and like talk, like rumbling, talking, and you can't understand what the hell he's saying. No, this is the one. Yeah, you're talking about with between Commissioner Gordon and. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is uh, between uh, Gary Oldman. Um, this is uh, you see Bane, you see a football field. So you saw it, Jeff? Oh yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah, that. Yeah, pretty cool. I was actually going to say, it seems ridiculous. Like, you know, it's a movie, I know, but it's just like, why are they making the bottom of the field fall out and people fall behind him? That's kind of whatever. I don't know. Maybe it won't be in the movie. You're right. That scene was ridiculous. Yeah. But at the end of it, when they were, when, like, there was, like, the chanting and everybody was going crazy, I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Uh, I was, I agree. With I that. was like, I can't wait for that to come out. I'm going to go see that. <laughs> I'm going to go see that movie. Uh, the Hobbit trailer too, which is out. Is really, I haven't sweet. seen any of that. It's a, it's a pretty good trailer. Yeah, it's it? awesome. Um, I have not read the Hobbit. We're just talking about Martin. Freeman, I've, I've heard I've heard things, and the the dwarves all look awesome in it. And uh, yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fun time. But uh, yeah, so instead of talking about trailers, let's talk about movies and uh, movies we caught. And I guess let's do hmm, Jim or Jeff. Fight for it. What do you want? 
On guard. <laughs> the broken pool stick. The broken pool stick. <laughs> I was just watching. I forced uh, Dean to watch an episode of The League, and I put the one on where Raffi gets fooled by the fake fight, and he just yeah, throws, throws down that. Fight for the fork? knife! Die for the knife! <laughs> was it a butter knife or a fork? I can't it's remember. It's a butter knife. It's a butter knife. <laughs> just throws it in between them. Rip his balls off! Or is it like just so He's got Raffi's such a great character. Yes. I thought they wrote him off for good, and I'm glad they brought him back in the uh-huh. season. But anyhow, um, right, so Jim, you won. Congratulations. Okay. You're going first. All right. Um, so I went to the theater and saw Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. Um, this movie is a continuation of the series, uh, number four, I believe. Um, and the plot in this one, kind of similar to the first plot, where the IMF, which is their secret organization, is uh, shut down by the U.S. government after being implicated in a terrorism act on uh, Russia. And Ethan Hunt and his team go rogue to kind of go catch the real villain and clear the names. Um, the plot is pretty simple. Uh, basically, the bad guy is trying to start nuclear war between two powerhouses just to wipe out the Earth so everyone has to start over. He's kind of into it for the whole idealistic part of it. James, before you go too far, is this uh, going to be spoiler version? Just because it's... Uh, nope. Okay. I'm, that, that's pretty much done. I don't with the really plot. care, but okay. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it with the plot as far as what I'm revealing. Um, uh, the cast is pretty good. Uh, Tom Cruise plays Ethan Hunt, reprises his role. Uh, Jeremy Renner and uh, Paula Patton, the wonderfully beautiful Paula Patton. Uh, Simon Pegg, uh, the, <laughs> that's the team. The wonderfully uh, beautiful. Yeah, she's pretty hot. Um, they they uh, they do a good job of. Not, uh, I don't even know how I want to per, you know put this into words, but uh, it's not your bit your usual Mission Impossible, in my opinion. They, they do a little bit better of making it a more normal movie, not just over crazy movie. Uh, they try and humanize the the people a little bit, the agents. Uh, they do go a little too far in a scene uh, that kind of makes them a little whippy, but uh, but they do a good job of you know making it a normal movie and not just. You know, excess, excess, excess. Uh, there is good action in this movie. Um, Brad Bird, the director, uh, who I believe this is his first live action. He yeah, that, I was going to ask you about that. Very interesting. I thought he did a good job. He didn't fall for the uh, the crutch of zooming too, you know, too close into uh, fight scenes. You can't see what the hell is going on. He actually let you see what was going on, and the action was still good. So that was cool. I was happy he didn't uh, go that way. Um, there's a lot of neat gadgets in this one. Uh, there is one scene that has a gadget that's a little too much. Um, and I wonder if that came from like a the cartoonist, like, you know, we can get away with this in The Incredibles, but I don't know if we can get away with it in this movie. Let's try a type of scene. But <laughs> was it, it didn't was, work out all the great. Was it an animated gun or something? Like, like, no, <laughs> no, it was just, it, it had a little bit of humor in it. And it. I don't think it worked all that great. But. <laughs> Was it but, a boxing uh, boxing glove? The big news that I really <laughs> I was really all sorts of ridiculous. <laughs> the, the big news, which I was really happy they they did this, is they did away with the masks that let them look like whoever they want to look like. Uh, it was in the movie, but it like malfunctioned, so they couldn't use it. So they had to, God forbid, use like real disguises instead of like being able to perfectly look like any other person. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an overall. It was a good action flick. I liked it. Um, one little side note that I thought was kind of interesting. I had mentioned this when we watched Sherlock that the uh, the girl then Sherlock Numi Rapace, I believe her name is. I'm probably butchering that. Uh, she was in the yeah. original uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo that's also coming out in the same time period. So I thought it was interesting that they're up against each other. Well, the villain in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is the main guy from the original uh 
girl with oh, the dragon no shit. Tattoo. So they're, they're both fighting against their, you know, their former movie, the remake of their movie, basically. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And each other. Yeah, <laughs> and each other at the so, same time. Simon Pegg in this comic relief is the exact um, same he always is, or he what? Wasn't, he wasn't, like, goofy. He, was, he definitely had some, you know, okay, I'm grinning type of scenes. It was, I, I kind of compare it to a little bit like Star Trek. It wasn't like he was the jokester, but he was definitely looking at stuff with a, you know, a more humorous eye, basically. Right. And uh, Jeremy Renner being in this and soon to, uh, I think he's still slated to take over the Bourne legacy. Is he? You uh, know, I, I remember talk about that, but the end of the movie doesn't really set it up like that. So I found that kind of interesting. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know if he's taking over the Mission Impossible legacy. He's taking oh. over the Bourne series. Oh, Not, the Bourne series. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. And gotcha. does it like, does he seem to be the, the super badass i don't want to say hitman but he was actually the one that kind of fell victim to the the humanizing storyline that kind of made him a little wussy (laughs) so i think that part didn't do him any favors but uh, he did pretty good cool cool and then the the final question of course uh sherlock holmes and this out at the same time Uh, i actually preferred this movie yeah i'm not surprised like the, the fucking Sherlock Holmes second one was sort of a letdown for from the. You first. know, I didn't mind it. I didn't like it nearly as much as the first one, but I, I thought this one was one of the, you know a, a really a pretty good you know action film. So, okay. you heard it here first. Go see Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. That's it. Um, Jay, or Jeff, you actually you went and saw Holmes over the over the I, week. Didn't you? I did. Yeah, that was one of I one of two movies that I saw over the week. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't really know what to say that you guys didn't already say last right. week. Uh, the the part at the end where he and Moriarty are fighting on a on a psychic plane was yeah, really was really not... goddamn stupid. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they hope to accomplish there. I tried really hard to like work out in my brain a way that that like actually made any sense, and it just didn't. Yeah, like, there know, was, right? like, there like, was yeah, just no way, way that they should that have shot sense. that. Is just him figuring out that it wouldn't have worked, and that all right. that should have happened. Yeah, and I do like spoiler alert, crazy, I guess, but I do like the fact, and after that, it kind of makes up. For it when he just kicks himself off the ledge with him yeah like, yeah, I was that, like okay that was kind of cool but come on um yeah and then of course the ending is just the end the oh, end was pretty awesome actually yeah. i kind of I, I i definitely appreciated that yeah yeah anyways um, moving past that yeah so moving past uh the, the sherlock holmes thing uh, i saw a movie called the artist which i am pretty sure will win the oscar is this uh, the not- silent film yeah, yeah, yeah okay. silent yeah. film. Not because I mean it was good, it was very enjoyable, and especially with the you know the deficit of being black and white and silent, like that's that's pretty tough to overcome. But uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was actually it was pretty good, and it's exactly the type of movie that Hollywood goes, you know, that like that you know the Academy will go jerk off over. It's all about like <laughs> you know Hollywood in the in the time of uh, you know switching over to um, to talkies and uh, and one actors like yesterday. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. The new Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> way to uh, way to preempt my jokes there. Jim. <laughs> um, That's the best way to deal with. Yeah. Diffuse <laughs> the situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. It's a uh, it's 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 a film by French director. Hold on, I'm gonna get his name right here. Michel Hazanavichios. Uh, which is exactly how you say that, uh, starring Jean Dujardin, uh, Berenice Bejo, who I think is my new Zoe Deschanel. Uh, she's, uh, she's she's been in a lot of French films and a couple of a uh, couple of Hollywood movies. John Goodman's like the third person, I guess, in it. Uh, he's he's a very like 
comparatively a pretty small role, but he's uh, he's in it. Uh, James Cromwell, who we all love, everyone's favorite politician, president, right? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, pretty cool movie. The, the the plot in a nutshell is this guy is just not he, – he's a pretty great silent film actor and is just not going to make it in um, in the era of talkies and sort of goes through this really difficult time while uh, – so he's on definitely like the, down, the downslide while this girl that he sort of helped um, become – get her first start uh, played by Berenice Bejo is sort of on the uptick. And she it follows like sort of follows him a little bit and tries to bring him back and, and help him. And uh, it's it's just it's it's kind of a nice story. It's 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 uh, it's kind of cool. And it's interesting the way like the different things that they use to get around not having talking. And they occasionally do the the thing where they'll like stop and put up the old timey text where it says what they say, which is kind of cool. Um, Was but, he yeah, kind of pretty, a ladies man character? Um. Just a charming guy in general, I guess okay. you could say. He has a um, he has a wife uh, at the beginning. They they wind up separating. Spoiler alert. Um, but he uh, it, like uh, he he doesn't play like a you know like a Don Juan or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Because I remember those first being announced that they were talking about how it might be like a similarity to Rudy Valentino, the the heartthrob silent film star of yore. I don't remember him. So, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty cool movie. If you're, I, I mean, I really enjoyed seeing it on the big screen surrounded by other people who were also sort of like, like I think that that was a big part of the experience for this movie. So I, I would recommend going and seeing this. I, I don't know about stamp because I don't think it has probably a real broad appeal, but I really, uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. It was very, definitely a change of pace, like not like anything I had ever seen in a theater before. Cool. Oh, how was the admiring woman played by Nina Samasco? Oh, West Wing fame. <laughs> He's in West just, it was the name that popped up. That I noticed it was the president's daughter in West Wing. Oh, oh um, I don't. Oh, I actually don't remember her being in it at all. Uh, sorry. I would imagine not with you. <laughs> oh, but I do you like know. her. She is a good actress. I, I, I definitely like. I definitely like this girl. I know exactly who she is. Do they? Um, do they make references to like anything? Any other like players of the time? Like, is there like a Cecil B. DeMille that pops up, or is it all like their own little world they created in Hollywood? I think it's kind of their own little world. But okay. to be honest, I don't know enough about it. There may have been like a lot of uh, like this person's actually supposed to be this person. Right. There's not thing. that much. Okay. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. I, I I also, if I could, I saw two uh, documentaries. I'll will speak briefly about them because um, I actually re- quite liked both of them, and I, I'd like to recommend them. Um, Dear Zachary is the first one. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. If uh, War, if war story. Was, what wasn't it something like a son? It was like a I thought it was something about like a soldier story. No, no, not quite. Um, it's uh it's Dear Zachary and it's subtitled A Letter to a Son About His Father. And it's uh basically this guy's best friend. Alright, so uh I'm gonna give it to you a little bit out of uh out of order okay. um that it was presented in the movie. But so this guy is murdered. Um and his best friend finds out shortly thereafter that his girlfriend, who was probably the murderer but hadn't stood trial yet, is pregnant with this guy's son and um, the murdered guy. And 
everybody hates this chick because she probably murdered him and he knows that so his best friend starts assembling all this documentary footage that that he's put together because sort of like the guy in um super eight like when they were kids they used to make movies all the time and stuff like that and like so he's gonna put it put together this documentary about his father who was like this incredibly like great guy of course you know that's what the documentary's about so who knows but you know like he's one of those people that uh he he can interview like a hundred people that just barely know him, and they're all like, "Oh, he was amazing!" Blah blah blah. And um, so he's putting together this documentary for for his his unborn son um, to show him that like you know you had this amazing father, and you know you're never gonna get to meet him, but this is what he was like. And it's a it's actually it's it's really cool, and it has some uh, some really interesting and unintentional plot twists. And like, there's definitely a uh, like the antagonist is this woman who who. Uh, who like is like avoiding standing trial and stuff like that. And it's, it's a, it's pretty, it's, it's a pretty intense movie and pretty well done. I think uh, I would really recommend it. It's not, it's not a real pick me up, but uh, it is, it is a good movie. I like it. I liked it quite a bit. So, so do they, do they really like smear this lady as, being a potential killer that's like it's kind of getting scot off scot free or um well i mean she she's in different phases of the legal system okay. i guess you could say throughout the uh film and i don't really want to give away like the whole there, okay. there's actually like a plot to it okay. i guess you could say and i don't want to for right. people that are going to watch it I, I think that there, there are some things that kind of turn and twist that are, that are interesting so. okay cool um, Dear Zachary, recommend it. The second one is a little bit more lighthearted. It's it's a documentary called Winnebago Man. Nice. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the YouTube video. It's one of the most popular ever, apparently, of the guy who's trying to shoot the Winnebago infomercial and just keeps swearing up a storm. <laughs> I actually, out of all the stupid sales videos I've seen, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> you guys have got it. We should just pause this. You guys should watch this right now. It's hilarious. It's just this incredibly angry man. Um, like you can see it on different things, but like or different uh, under different titles. But one of them is the angriest man in the universe. And some genius. And this must have been like the late '80s. Uh, basically they're shooting this Winnebago like infomercial spot over the course of like three days and they just kept all the footage of this guy going bananas because he couldn't remember lines or because it was too hot. I'd have to make a documentary of it. Yeah, is this just like a clip show or what? So here's the deal. The the clip show is like this five minute YouTube video. This... (laughs) The documentary is that this guy, Ben Steinbauer, wants to know, like now, like it's it's probably like 15 years later or something like that. Where is this guy? And like he cannot find him. So he spends a little bit of time searching for him. And then he finally finds him. And he's like a total recluse um, because he like because this is apparently a pretty famous video, like uh, despite you guys not having heard of it. Um, and uh, and I had heard of it before. So, you know, I'm just saying Um it doesn't surprise me that Jim hasn't heard of it, but it surprises surprises me that I. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's actually been referenced in a couple of like pop culture things, which is sort of interesting. Um, but uh, and it sort of turns into this thing about like it, it doesn't really follow through with it too well, but it, it sort of does about this like okay when we when we're laughing at a YouTube video like this, we're really just laughing at somebody being humiliated 
in front of all of us. And it talks yeah. about how like the Star Wars kid had to be basically institutionalized and like you know all these other people who have had their lives affected by being YouTube or internet celebrities uh, in a negative way. And it's uh, but he actually finds this guy and sort of like forges a relationship with him and tries to get him to sort of come out of his shell and like meet the people because he he's trying to tell him like these people aren't just laughing at you you like actually bring these people real joy and like catharsis in their life like if they have a really bad day sometimes they'll go home and watch this video and feel better because you're like getting all this anger out for them and it's kind of true and it's it's an interesting movie i and it was it was it was kind of funny and um I mean, if nothing else, definitely watch the YouTube clip. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that, those so are those are two documentaries. Does the um, does the director actually address, like you mentioned before, about how we are actually just you know these people on YouTube that end up getting seen and end up getting thrown into the limelight they don't potentially want to be? Do they go into the whole like actual like mental stability of these people and what they have to deal with and their like the a therapy and stuff? Or there okay, was, all right. Like a, there was like a probably a a seven minute like uh you know little okay side little diatribe about it and, yeah exactly yeah. gotcha because doesn't seem like is this like they're psychiatrists and doctors interviewed for this or something or what but um cool sounds like sounds like something i'm gonna look up right now <laughs> right now stamp cool. approval on the video and stamp approval <laughs> on the movie too look <laughs> warm on the movie i mean it was it was definitely better than most things you see oh. Awesome. Cool, man. I uh, Yeah, so that does it for our movie reviews today. And we got to get to our Parker Posey play along, the coolest, coolest thing on earth. And I did a bad job of selling how awesome my question was of uh, my question from last week, which was the, the sexiest outfit in the world. No, sexiest outfit in, uh, in a movie, which also released it in a really bad week. Yeah, it's been a bit. Everyone's busy over the weekend or and drunk and, you know, Getting on the internet and posting on posting on stuff like this isn't exactly top priority, but um, I was I was happy with the answers I got. I got some laughs from the boards. Thank you, uh, Josh, who I'm sure is going to be listening soon. Soon, and uh, yeah, and then uh, Joshua, who I'm guessing uh, Joshua, who frequent co-host of the show, he might have uh, made, caught the podcast, but that was the the Star Wars. Uh, suit star wars bra whatever bikini setup is what jim and i were alluding to on the show for sure and uh it's interesting that um kpw answered and didn't couldn't uh, pick a uh a boy a man's dress a man's setup at all yeah, either and, uh, women that answered and i'm curious if she actually caught if uh, kpw caught it because she brings up jessica rabbit uh as the the runner-up with uh josh who uh or sorry jeff you picked out jessica rabbit before you actually went and picked a another right. character right and uh yeah so let's it's, just face it women are sexier than men yeah true yeah, story very, about tr- it. very true story but and i should mention kbw also agrees with michelle and renee russo's get up in the thomas crown affair which we ended up catching james did you fall asleep or did you finish the whole movie i never fall asleep during movies oh okay uh, you fell asleep through breaking bad that was a tv show though i got up and <laughs> walked myself to bed thank yeah. you yeah uh but yeah, and um, it was a very sexy outfit. I, I must admit, I must admit. But and speaking of which, I've been now addicted to Breaking Bad, and I'm now in season three out of the. Holland Falls. I only saw up to season two. Uh, should I continue? It's pretty good. I um, I'm happy with it, and I, I I guess, I don't know. It's a different story. Seeing a guy that's 
you know, struggling morally. And the some of the shit, I'm, what happens at the end of season two, that's the, I think it's kind of bullshit. It's not that big of a deal. There's some crazy stuff when Jesse starts dating this girl. I don't know if you got to that point yet. Oh, wait, um, that, was that season three where he starts dating the, uh, the heroin chick? I don't remember. I think it's season two. No, that is the end of season two. I think you're okay, right. Okay, that's yeah. That was with that the was plane crash season. and everything. Yeah, yeah that yeah, part's exactly. epic. I really like that. And it was uh, yeah. I I, th- I like it. I don't know. I guess uh, you and I have different standards, Jeff, and I uh, I appreciate uh, the differences. But I, I think you should see it if you're looking for a TV show to pick up. And it is streaming on Netflix. Sorry, I don't want to plug Netflix too many times. But uh, anyways. Uh, Breaking Bad. It's cool. Anyhow, then is Jeff's PPPA this week. Jeff, what do you got today? All right. So mine, I think, is a fairly simple question because I think there are a lot of answers. So don't worry about coming up with the best one. Um, I will come up with the best one. Okay. There we go. What is a movie that you w- would never want to watch without other people around? A lot of movies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like right. Yeah. I don't think one one specific movie, but if you can think of one that would like, would be the last one you'd watch without other people around. Um, and one that immediately popped into my head was the graduate. Um, as much as I love that movie. Yeah. And I think there are probably some better ones, but, and I think that one even like, it's probably not the right answer. Cause even more so it's like the right people. You have to have people that are enjoying it. Like, I don't know. Um, cause I think that movie's hilarious, but it's hilarious in it's awkwardness. And you have to have other people sort of enjoying that awkwardness with you to sort to really like uh, cut the tension and, and and make it funny like it's supposed to be. So are you are we expecting when these other people are around that there will be chatter during the movie or is that um, not even I, I don't, I'm not even saying chatter just like mutual enjoyment you know what I mean yeah. okay like that situation where you laugh at things that you wouldn't normally laugh at because there are other people laughing and stuff like that okay I have my answer hmm. Can, All right. uh, can we guess it? Is it obvious? Um, it is. I, guess, I don't know. It might be. It's not the room, is it? It is the room. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good answer. Yeah, it is a good answer. It's a really good answer. Yeah, if oh, I would have watched, watched that movie alone. Yeah, if I would have watched that by myself, I would have turned it off like three minutes. <laughs> you, might as well, you might as well be masturbating because nothing's going to make it any creepier. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's the exact same. Yeah. So what, are you, what are you doing in here by yourself? Yeah, oh. I, I, <laughs> yeah it, it's got to be the room for me. I almost picked something else and thought of the room at the last second. Like, wait a second. This is a much better answer. So I've, I've got to go with the room. Uh, My answer before that was going to be uh, Blazing Saddles because I'm a big fan a good, of like having people around for comedies, like comedies and specifically for me, there's a genre that I like to have people around. It's, it's and, true, like the, the screwball comedies. That's, that's Yeah, cool. exactly. Like the more laughter, the better. And it was like I saw that movie late. Like I saw that maybe seven, eight years ago, like for the first time. Wow. So really? I, yeah, exactly. Really? And, it's been quoted so much and blah, blah. And I watched it by myself and was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so what a, I kind of had a bad experience with blazing saddles watching it by myself. So that was my, my backup. Gene Wilder. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good answer. Cause as Jeff will attest him and like our group of friends watch top secret and airplane and blazing saddles like all the time together. But never by yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Never. Yeah, so exactly. like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to discern the difference between, the like watching a movie um and pr- like liking it and then like the difference of if there's somebody there like are we trying to decide which one has the b- greatest gap or which movie i just would not watch alone 
You know what I mean? Um, like the room probably has the greatest gap because watching it with more people, it's just tremendously hilarious to watch yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. It yeah adds to it. and the but, more people, the better too. Like right, two exactly. people, fine, great, enjoy, but like twenty people, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's there's a huge gap there, and then there's okay if I watch Blazing Saddles alone. Yeah, it's not as enjoyable as watching it with other people, but the gap's smaller. And uh, yeah, like I'm with just, the room, I remember the watching the room, and you and I, I think we're like two of the only people that had seen it, Greg. And the the cancer line comes out, and you just cracked up, and everybody looked at you like, "What the fuck is wrong with Because <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> she says she has cancer, and then it never gets brought up again. Oh <laughs> um, man, the Blazing Saddles is a good answer. I'm actually going. I'm going like a different different step aside i'm definitely going with like an action movie of just ridiculous uh, i guess like ridiculousness of the expendables we're talking about on that level like the expendables is a movie i would not want to watch alone ever um but there are other movies like that like but some of them have nostalgic value like i would go back and say you know i wouldn't want to watch uh, Street Fighter alone, but since I've well, since I watched that when I was like twelve and it's hilarious to watch. Period. I think I'd watch Street Fighter by myself. <laughs> oh, God, that movie's awesome. Definitely, like Mortal Kombat would be the same. Thing. So, Expendables would be a good answer for me. There are a lot of lot of answers though. You're right. Um, but I do agree. The whole like, um, Men in Tights. Blazing Saddles, like the whole Mel Brooks saga, other than like Spaceballs. Naked um, Gun. Uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun, I'd watch on my own, I think. Really? Yeah. Weird. Um, anyways, uh, good question. Very, very intense question. I'm going to have to think of this a little longer. And there's, yeah, like you said, there's a shit ton of answers. But so, again, we're not looking for a movie that has like the greatest difference with watching it. You're just, just picking pick a movie that you'd prefer not to watch alone. Is that the question? That's it. Okay, sweet. I nailed it. And um, right, question will be at the boards, gungapit.com. Always, uh, always looking for very intellectual conversations on uh, Gungapit. We, of course, are celebrating the Iowa caucus that's recently happened. It's a very, very important thing in our uh, caucus party. Caucus party. <laughs> it's no, it's no end of the world party for CERN launch, but it'll, it'll do. That uh, might be my crowning achievement. <laughs> You're just pushing people into your like apartment. Come on in, we're drinking. <laughs> End of the world. Yeah. I made hadron colladas. That's <laughs> not genius. Come on. <laughs> and like eighty percent of the people didn't know what was going on. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry. I had to show the YouTube video of why it was going to end the world over. <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah. So pending. Pending, uh, we're still here. The the post will be uh, the question will be on the boards, gungapit.com, and on uh, the Facebook page, uh, the Movie Hour. And uh, yeah, 2012, Jeff, James, and all the listeners, thank you uh, for being here. Thank you for your input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Drive safe, people. Catch you guys next week. The Jude Law Win Loser Draw Movie Hour. See you next time. The next kill will be made by Ben Richards. Hold it, hold it. Agnes, <laughs> Richards is a runner. You've got to pick a stalker. I can pick anyone I choose. And I choose...
Ben Richards. 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 That boy's one mean motherfucker. Uh-huh.